Vida y Muerte Chats. Hey everybody, welcome back. Sorry I was out for a few days, you know, been having some uh, issues, but we are here with Enchantment Radio and I am your host, Vida y Muerte. Sorry I was down for a minute, they, um... We're trying to reset my account to see if maybe they could put it back on Spotify. Still having an issue for some reason. I cannot get it to hook onto that. So, you know, just still keep scrolling down and listening to it directly on Anchor at this point. You know, they tried to reset my account, see if that would work. It didn't. So let's see what happens next. We're just going through this and it's kind of hard because they only contact me within 28 to 48 hours and it's through email. So it's a little bit difficult. So yeah, no, we'll get there. We'll, we'll do all that. So I'm going to do a little bit of my spooky Thursday and I'm going to do a little bit of other stuff. Maybe just talk about own personal things and thoughts and stuff like that today. And you know, um, catch back up with you guys because I was gone there for a minute been tattooing a lot too so just doing all that and you know having fun today was beautiful it was like summer today today's uh Monday Valentine's Day you know kind of funny I even read some article that Valentine's Day was actually a day where they uh killed a saint named Valentine so that was kind of interesting I was like huh strange so Valentine's Day is actually a day of murder I was like that's so funny you know you never know me personally you know didn't do nothing too special me and my babe have been together for 16 years so it's just every other day you know we just had a nice evening dinner with each other and our son and stuff like that and had a good time you know so yeah we just chilling out I'm sure everybody's doing a lot of really fancy things tonight you know and having a good time hopefully there's no crazy domestics tonight hopefully everybody does good and behaves tonight you know been a long couple years that we've been dealing with all this crazy covid and all that so let's have a good day guys let's let's have no uh, crazy incidents for valentine's night let's have fun <laughs> all right so let's have a little bit of a horror hour i'm gonna get into some of that scary stuff again and talk about all the crazy things that happened here in Taos. so then you guys remember how i was mentioning um something called the abuelos so a lot of the older generation you guys will remember this thing i remember this thing they didn't really do it later on. I mean, I think they had it at a few of the museums and stuff later on, but still hasn't been done in a really long time. So the abuelos, you know, these these were a really scary thing when we were kids. You know, there are these big, tall-looking things with wooden masks and sharp teeth, and they usually had whips that they would crack really loud and stuff like that. So I kind of found a little article and a story on those things, you know, and they said it was like a spiritual being. And the ones that I remember were the winter abuelos. And those are the ones who had come out of hibernation and come down the mountain during uh, midwinter time as people were starting to, you know, scurry about for wood and preparing for Christmas. And as they would light the luminarias and stuff like that, you know, in front of the houses, these things, these ogres would start to appear. And, you know, the, the elders would use it as a kind of a disciplinary act for for the bad kids and they would warn you know once once December 16th came down that marked the day that the abuelos would come down and and during those nine days before Christmas they would dress in these old torn like patched clothing and a lot of it was usually like sheepskin and stuff like that and they had a long hood that was over their head and you know they had shawls that were covering their bodies and their wrists you know and a lot of the times I'm sure it was people that the younger kids probably you know 
grandparents or cousins or something like that. But they were definitely frightening and they'd have their whips and they would crack them really loud. And, you know, it was definitely a crazy, crazy situation. So that was a cool article. If you guys are ever interested, you can find it in the Taos Archive um, articles and and um yeah, no, really cool story. I wish, like I said, I could find more information on those guys, but it seems like they just kind of phased out in the early 90s. So that was definitely a cool thing that I remembered. Now, one thing that I found that was really interesting so and kind of sad at the same time too, so I guess there was a guy who was locked up in the old courthouse, and this was long, long time ago, and I guess they left his lighter on him as well as uh, a few other personal items. And he unfortunately ended up setting himself on fire and they couldn't put him out in time. And so unfortunately he perished and he, he killed himself, you know, in the, in the fire. And um, so it was rumored though, that back, I found an article in 1989 that there was, I guess, a, a gallery at that time in that old courthouse. And one of the gallery workers said that they could smell smoke just really heavily throughout the entire room. And so they called the fire marshal over and uh, him and another man went over there. And yeah, they could they could smell the odor and it smelled really strong to the point to where they felt as though something was on fire. So... They got together and they went to the main part of the jail of the courthouse. You know, they couldn't find a fire on the bottom half. So they went and they checked the roof. And by the roof, they saw two little small puffs of smoke coming out of the roof. So immediately they start, you know, ripping the roof up to try to get to this fire to extinguish it. And a huge puff of smoke came out and emerged and then disappeared. And it was it was very noticeable as it's reported. You know, this wasn't just like a, a small one. This was a very big pillow of smoke that came up out of the roof. And as it disappeared, though, the firemen were extinguishing the area, thinking that this thing was just on fire and they didn't probably want it to burn down again because it had burned down once before. And so they start putting it out. But as they're putting it out, they notice that there is nothing Burnt. There's no burnt wires. There's no burnt materials. Um, the ceiling is totally fine, you know. And so they always questioned if it wasn't the man who set himself on fire, finally escaping from jail and through this cloud of smoke. And it's funny that this was even in the newspaper. So this was definitely, you know, an interesting, interesting story. I was very uh, uh, interested in it when I found it that they, you know, that they actually saw a big puff of smoke and this is a fire marshal so you know he's not gonna sit there and make stories up you know he's a respected official and he found this huge puff of smoke and then it just disappears and it's not on fire so that's another really crazy one so if you ever want to see some paranormal activity definitely go near that place that's on the Taos Plaza and it's the old courthouse area and they have it marked there's a museum I believe in there I had it's been years since I've been in that area you know I have been in there a bunch of times but it's definitely changed over the years and it's changed owners over the years I'm sure more than once you know so yeah that was definitely an interesting story and then I also stumbled across of course everybody knows the Mabel Dodge Lujan building is definitely very very haunted and it's rumored to be one of the main places to see a ghost and to run into a ghost. And I've been on the outside of this building. I will admit I've never been on the inside. I do know people who worked in it and stuff. And they did tell me that, you know, there'd be a lot of 
really unusual and creepy things. And a lot of people have reported that, you know, that they would see her at the top of like a certain area on the top floor by a stairwell and she'd be holding a rooster, you know, and I guess even, um, Dennis Hopper, I guess, owned it at one point too. And it was reported that he didn't really like to stay there very often because of the fact there was just a lot of, I guess, unusual things that would happen to him all the time. And they even say that a lot of the times um, you'll smell cinnamon and apples in there because for some reason uh, Mabel just had a, a very big liking for that scent. So a lot of the rooms they say is just filled with that scent. That's when you know that she's kind of in that area. And they say that they've even seen her too, kind of roaming around down the street and in the gardens and stuff like that. So she definitely still is all over her area. She's always there. And they even say that if you um, spend the night in a particular room, I guess that if she doesn't really care for you she'll kick you out of the room and try to push you out of the bed and stuff like that but if she likes you like say if it's a male figure that she likes then she'll try to push the spouse out of the bed so it's it's really funny I guess she's kind of a kind of a hoaxer it seems like in that house and likes to do a lot of stuff and then they say that there's also a little girl in a pink dress that you can see um on the outside grounds and you'll see her once in a while and then also uh, Mabel's husband Tony Lujan they say that there's a young woman, Indian woman, that you'll see in part of one area of the house called the Rainbow Room. And they say that that was his niece who died of influenza. So this is another ground where there's just a lot, a lot of paranormal activity. And I got a suggestion even from one of my friends to reach out to a group here in Taos that does a lot of stuff on paranormal activity and has gone to a lot of these places and done studies and stuff. So definitely going to have to reach out to those guys. Or if you guys hear this podcast, definitely reach out to me back. You know, it'd be fun to sit there and kind of, you know, go back and forward on all the cool stuff you guys have seen. And then even me myself, I have personally dealt with a lot of crazy stuff that was just totally unexplainable in this town and you know lived here all my life grew up in a house that was about 100 years old so yeah definitely have seen a lot of crazy stuff so it'd be fun to talk to you guys too so yeah definitely going to reach out to those guys if not you know if you guys hear me too you know reach out to me first that'll be awesome you know and we can definitely check things out and you know it's crazy all these old art I mean the articles that I have been going through it's as far back as 19 I believe 59 is the first um English edition of the newspaper here locally and it's it's amazing the things that I found you know there's it's a lot of dark stuff too unfortunately you know I have come across some insane crimes on there that I am just like oh my god and I mean they go far far back and it's crazy you know I'm thinking maybe I'll do a criminal hour possibly too just to kind of you know go through all the different things you know some of the crimes I remember definitely some of them are way too old for me to remember but they are just out there there's there is some stuff that has happened in this town that it even leaves me baffled that I'm just like wow because I mean I I grew up to a point to where I was a teenager in 2003 and if anybody remembers 2003 was a horrific year we had I think it was a total of like seven murders that year it was just an insanely dreadful year to where there was just murder left and right that year I don't know what it was between 2002 and 2003 here in Taos even the tail end of 2004 there was just so much crime in this town you know and it goes way back you know crime definitely goes very very far back unfortunately in this town and even they say um that once in a while you'll see a man wander
wandering in the back municipal parking lot of the plaza because he was stabbed for a, a situation. I guess he was a part of an affair and stuff like that. And I've heard people mention, too, that there's a guy and he's not of um, older time period. You know, a lot of the ghosts that you see here in Taos, they're um, they're dressed, you know, for the time period of like the 1920s and stuff like that. This was a lot more recent. This was in the early 90s that this went down. And um, so they say that you'll see this guy once in a while in that area too, you know. So kind of kind of creepy, you know. Taos definitely has that creep to it for sure, you know. And um, even the LaFonda Hotel, which is on the Taos Plaza, it's rumored that the owner's mother, you know, will be constantly seen waving people um, two people into the hotel, you know, and like waving them to like come in or greeting them. And she's sitting there in the front and they say you'll smell cigars and stuff like that. So that's another hotel in Taos that has a lot, even, uh, the fetching in. I remember a lot of people who used to work in that museum said it was very crazy and that sometimes even the ghosts would get a little bit angry with them and try to throw things at them. And, um, they ended up, I remember closing it down too, cause it just became kind of an unusual, situation I remember at one point and hearing rumored that it was because certain employees were even getting kind of um, scared of being hurt and stuff like that and one employee almost got hurt and so they ended up closing it down and there's even reports where you'll see um, a woman speaking about how she saw a man in a window staring in at her and very angry and very uh, upset about that fact so I thought it was kind of interesting that I stumbled across that article and then remember even myself you know of of friends who worked in there and, and family members, you know, that of theirs that worked in there. And yeah, no, it was definitely a place that was kind of, you know, haunted and creepy. And there's just all kinds of stuff. You know, I go, I go through these articles and like I said, there's just so many different things. There was a police officer in 1988 who was uh, patrolling the area, you know, and he called over the wind, uh, over the radio, I'm sorry, at 3 a.m. to uh, check out this woman who was wandering down Bent Street area and kind of by municipal parking lot as well in that area. And um, he was extremely shook up because when he got closer to the woman, he noticed that she was wearing like Victorian styled clothing and she as well, you know, disappeared. She completely just disappeared. And even I've heard that there are ghosts in Los Cordovas area because there was an area there where they used to keep Native American slaves. And so you'll hear them bumping and thumping in the middle of the night. I'm not sure which house that is or what one it is, but there's definitely some strange stuff I've personally seen in Lower Las like Cordovas area and that area kind of by the sewer. You know, you definitely... There's some very old houses, some very kind of creepy situations there, too, that I've seen and kind of seen and been around and stuff. And speaking of like late night creep, there was one thing that I remember, too, that a lot of people used to talk about. Um, and it was called La Mala Hora. And that was also a book that was written at one point, too. But there was they used to call it a few other things, but it was a woman with extremely long arms who would chase after you and she had like a white ragged clothing on and sharp teeth and long black hair as she is described and it was something I remember a lot of the people who were maybe 10 years older than me you know so they've been like teenagers in the early 90s and they would talk about this thing that would come chasing after them now I don't know if they were just trying to scare me or if it actually might have been something you know and they said I remember a few different friends of my sisters and a few different friends that I just kind of knew from around the way and them describing this thing and them saying you know that they're in the middle of the night and it was down like a dirt area dirt road area or at a campground kind of area that they would be at and all of a sudden this 
figure would kind of just come up out of nowhere and she was this very scary long armed woman and she would go chasing after you and they'd have to take off from her and in the stories that I found it says that she is somebody that you know you find at a crossroads a lot of the time um the ones that I heard they were in areas like Arroyo Hondo and Arroyo Seco and Cuesta and places like that and they would say you know that this thing would it would chase after you and and if you didn't watch out it'd get you and it would take your soul and also that if you saw it that there was a possibility that it was going to steal the soul of somebody you knew or somebody you knew very close was going to die so that was another really creepy story that I remember as a kid and if anybody has any more of information on some of these stories that I am speaking about, you know, definitely reach out and contact me because I'd love to hear more about them. And so tonight I even have a story from a friend of mine, very, very good friend of mine. And, um, he, I remember he told me this story years ago. And so I reached out and I asked, you know, can I tell this story? I'll keep your name out of it, you know? And, and they were like, yeah, you know, definitely go for it. Go ahead and tell the story. So this was back in probably about, he said maybe it was like 2001, 2002. Him and his friend were coming back home from Española. And it was probably about midnight and they were coming through the Taos Canyon area. And a little bit before the horseshoe, kind of near the Pilar area, two rocks rolled out and flattened both of his tires. And he said, so at that point, you know, he kind of just, it was late at night. There wasn't really any traffic out at night and he didn't want to be stuck too far away because he lived in the ranchos area. So he said, you know, as long as I can get close, we can maybe at least walk that way. So him and his friend, you know, limp the car all the way to the other side of the horseshoe where that uh, campground kind of area is at the other side of it. And um, they stop their car, you know, and there's no traffic. He says, you know, there's just absolutely no traffic that night. Usually it's a night. It's a Friday night. Usually there is traffic in the area. And for some reason that night that there was just absolutely no traffic. So they begin their walk. And, you know, it's a pretty good walk from that point to the Ranchos area. So it took them a couple hours before they got into Ranchos. And so they're walking down one of the back roads that connects up towards the Talpa area because he lives towards that side of town. And so they go into Rancho's area and they're walking by the post office and they go up and there's a little back road there by the old uh, Taos Academy, you know, and it kind of goes back and you go down it for a little ways and there's a dirt road that goes up to the top road. That's the Talpa road. And so he was going to take this road because it was going to be a shorter, quicker way to get to his house instead of going all the way around on the paved kind of road area where, you know, you kind of dip out and come out by the Talpa Community Center, but across the way from it. So he's trying to go up this road, him and his friend. And all of a sudden, this big black, he described it as almost like a cougar type thing, but said that it walked very different and it had a very deep growl to it and it had red piercing red eyes and so he said he took two steps forward and he had a gun on him that night so he wasn't too afraid at that point because he was like I'll just you know shoot at it or shoot it if it comes towards me so he starts walking up the hill him and his friend and this thing instead of it walking away from him like most typical animals will do it starts walking closer to him and it's growling at him the entire time. And he said, it's just, you can't really make out. He said he couldn't really make out the figure of it because it's 
dark at night. You know, it's a moonlit night, but it's a dark night and it's a silhouette that's super black and all you can see are the eyes. And so he thinks it's a cougar, you know, and so he pulls out his gun, you know, kind of cocks it back. But this thing, instead of it still kind of, you know, being afraid of a human, they yell at it. They throw a rock towards it and it doesn't move. It doesn't go away. It instead keeps getting closer and keeps coming closer. And he said it would not let them go up that particular road. For some reason, as long as they walked away from the road, it was fine. And it walked back up the hill. But the minute they would try to go up that road just a little tiny bit, it would growl at them and it would start coming towards them. So they ended up after about five or 10 minutes, you know, just giving up and going, well, I guess we're walking around to the other side, you know? And so this is one really creepy story. This is really, like I said, good friend of mine. So I, it's totally something I would believe, you know, they would not lie to me about this situation. And they're a person that's not very afraid of anything either. So the fact that this, these two guys were just totally freaked out by this thing and it would not let them cross up the road for some reason it, would keep coming at them and coming at them. And even though they threw rocks at it, even though they yelled at it, and most animals will typically, you know, run away from two grown men because they're afraid and they're probably thinking they're going to get shot. This thing had absolutely no fear. And it was just coming closer and coming closer and coming closer. It was really creepy, you know, and they've even told me stories that, you know, their family had some really crazy stuff in that area and stuff like that too, you know, and I believe it because I've lived in that area for a short period of time. Me, when I first got with my husband, you know, I lived in that area. And I remember one night, it was late. I had just dropped him off at work. Um, He worked at the casino. So at that time, he would go to work. I think it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, something like that. So I'd get back home about 2.30, almost 3 o'clock. And I was laying on the bed. And there's no animals in this house. We, We didn't own a dog. We didn't own a cat. We didn't own anything like that. And so I'm sitting there and I'm watching TV and I'm kind of, you know, getting ready to go to bed. And all of a sudden I hear these little like feet running and I, I'm just sitting there like, what is this noise? You know, because there was nothing in the house at that time. I think I was even the only one there. I think even at that time, I don't even think my mother-in-law was there at that time because I think she was actually in Albuquerque visiting her other son. And so I'm pretty sure I was there a hundred percent by myself. And if not, she was probably asleep in the other side of the house. And all of a sudden I just hear these little footprints, you know, go running, scurrying down the trailer. And I'm like, what is this? You know? And So it wakes me up fully to where I'm like sitting up, like looking down the hallway because I could see the hallway all the way down, you know, in single wide trailers, you can see all the way down. When you look down a hallway, you can see literally down the whole trailer. And I'm like, what is this? And it's getting closer. It's getting closer. And all of a sudden, my bed's blanket at the end by the foot of the bed just kind of dips. And like, you know, when a cat sits on a bed, it kind of gets like a little well in the bed and it dips down and you see how something does that and it dips down and I'm just sitting there like am I seeing this you know am I honestly seeing this and all of a sudden you know just kind of like gets closer gets closer and then it disappears and I am just totally freaked out by this you know I turn the lights on I'm sitting up I'm like what is this thing and I talked to, you know, a couple of the little relatives that live right next door and they're telling me, yeah, no. And even my mother-in-law's like, yeah, no, I've seen that thing jump up and down on my bed too. It's a tiny little thing that jumps up and down on the bed. And I'm sitting there like, oh my God, this thing is so creepy. I'm like, what the hell is this thing? So Talpa definitely has some crazy, 
crazy dark situations. You know, there's been people that have been killed up that way. And then there's a lot of um, Native American burial sites that I know have been like disturbed by some of the houses that were built in that area. And they accidentally came across um, bones and stuff like that. And they looked like bones of like small children. And they definitely have heard some really creepy things about that area. So Talpa's definitely got its, its dark and unusual side. And like I said, I even remember an article at one point uh, talking about how these guys in Pot Creek even like were being stalked by some weird kind of animal too and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely another really creepy story. And like I said, some of the some of the crime I've come across here in Taos is, oh, it's heartbreaking and it's insane, man. I mean, the articles, almost every couple months I can find an article where there's just an insane murder. Like, I didn't even know that back in the 70s there was a guy who killed um, his children, you know. And uh, there was a, another bartender who was murdered. There was, like I said, that stabbing in the municipal parking lot. Um Oh my God, like the list just, the list goes on. You know, somebody was burned in a church parking lot. That was a really horrific year. Like I said, too, there was three boys who were murdered in in the last gas station parking lot of town. Um, That was a very unfortunate situation. A lot of people that we all knew very, very well and grew up with. And yeah, you know, Taos just really has this, this dark kind of thing that's hovering over it, you know, and it seems like it steams back way back you know I thought oh you know it was around the 2000s 1999 area you know people were a lot crazier then you know so that's when it happened and no I'm I'm going back into these newspaper articles you know and it's just we are the wild wild west and we're going to continue I think to be the wild wild west because there are still so many crazy things you know just even within the last few years I can remember you know them finding a girl in Los Cordovas area who was shot in the head they never found out who killed her. I remember another girl that they um, tied a toe chain to her neck in the chemisa and drug her by a car. They never found her body either. Um, another girl out there in the in the Tres Pedras area, she was accused of witchcraft and somebody killed her, you know. So the fact that we see ghosts all over here in Taos is something that, you know, it's, it's so definitely you know definitely there's going to be ghosts throughout the whole area and even even in new buildings you know I, I had a client who told me that she moved into a new apartment complex you know here in the Taos area and she had known the person who lived in it beforehand and they passed away and she said you know once in a while she would still smell cigarette smoke and she would still you know have very weird situations where the lights would turn on and off and she would just, you know, she said there was a lot of really scary situations. And even me, like I said, I grew up in Arroyo Seco and I grew up in a house that's one of the oldest houses in that area. You know, it, my dad, when he first got it, it was a very old house. I grew up in a house with dirt floors and a fireplace. And um, I mean, we had running water, but that was the biggest like, you know, electricity and running water was the biggest thing. I didn't have uh, regular heat other than wood until I was probably about nine years old, I would say, is when we finally got natural gas in that area and we got heaters. Uh, but before that, you know, we were, we were in a house with dirt floors for a minute. We were in a house that, you know, was heated by only fireplace wood. And a Royal Seco was a definitely an interesting area. You know, you'd see a lot of 
unique situations that you would not see in typical areas, you know, and even there's, there was a, even a murder there too, you know, I remember there being a shootout and it was by the post office. So, and back then actually the post office was across from Abe's. It was a, the little yellow trailer there. I think it's Francesca's or something like that. Now, um, that was our original post office. That was where you would go to get your mail because the one that's a little further down the road didn't exist at that point. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of crazy, creepy things in Taos for sure, you know, and I'm going to start digging into some more of these articles, you know, out of respect for the families. I'm not really going to mention names or anything like that, but it's, it's interesting to know how, how this beautiful town does have so much crazy stuff connected to it and so much dark stuff connected to it. And, and, um, maybe we need to get, uh, a look back into history so we don't repeat ourselves because it seems like a lot of these things are kind of repeating themselves and we need to remember you know to respect each other's lives because you know there's there's a lot of things that have happened in the last couple of years that really you know trip me out and even the way Taos is now how you can't even find an apartment for rent I feel so sorry for people who are renting here in Taos you know like how are you guys making it? You know, because they're just, it's so expensive. It's so expensive. I couldn't live in Taos if I had these prices. I'm so glad that I bought my house when I did because with the prices that they're at right now, you know, I could never afford it. I wouldn't be able to live here. So I hope now too with the uh, new mayor that's coming in, you know, hopefully we have some change or whichever mayor does stay. Hopefully they do hear the people and, you know, Listen for once, you know, there is definitely um, no Taos without Taosenos. You know, you got to have Taosenos in order to have Taos. And if we can't afford to live here, um, you know, what's what's the point of it? You know, if we can't afford to live here. So definitely, you know, I hope that changes. You know, I hope we start, you know, just getting more stuff. Taos is almost becoming a little ghost town. Like there's no more real restaurants. There's so many empty buildings from uh, the Indian Hills Inn. That thing hasn't moved in years. I don't know what's going on there. Um, the Sun God Inn, uh, that's, or the Sun God Lodge, the one that's across from Walmart, you know, that thing's been empty. Uh, the the Burger King my god like come on let's bring that's I'm like come on franchises come here because then we could get more jobs we could get more stuff you know I know a lot of people don't like the franchise and they want to go with the local stores only but we need both you know we can't just have mom and pop shops we have to have a mixture of both for everything to kind of flow good with each other and right now there is definitely an imbalance in Taos you know it's there's a lot of people with a lot of money who are coming in and they can survive off of, you know, just their assets and they can survive off of just that stuff, you know. And a lot of people here in Taos, we don't have that, you know. We um, have okay educations or have none. Um, we don't come from rich situations. You know, there's a lot of people who do, but majority of us come from pretty poor situations. So our family, you know, works to the very end and we get paid small social security checks and you know what I mean? And we live by the bare minimums. So, you know, definitely I hope with this new vote, you know, that Taos definitely um, makes it more manageable. We get more things in here that are based towards the people who actually live here full time, not the people who live here part time, you know, and no disrespect for them either. You know what I mean? Taos is a beautiful place. You want to come live here. That is totally fine. But we definitely need to fix the balance. There's 
there's a complete imbalance going on right now and you can see it you can feel it like i said hopefully with the new mayor we will definitely have a new situation you know and we're not dealing with this imbalance so much um but yeah no definitely as a small business owner here in taos you know i see how people struggle you know and um, I'm lucky enough to be in a profession where, you know, it's a popular profession for everybody. So thank you, everybody who's kept me, you know, going. But I see some of the other places, you know, to where, you know, you have to kind of have a little bit more money to go to them and they're struggling, you know, they're really struggling. And um, we just, like I said, there needs to be, there needs to be a balance. There needs to definitely be a balance in house, you know, so that's kind of my opinion for the day you know i'm hoping like i said with this new situation coming up with voting hopefully things change in taos you know um i know we're gonna probably get dispensaries here pretty soon i would not be shocked if they're not all over town within the next year or so you know i've heard rumors of a few different locations that are turning into them you know in the downtown area kind of by walmart and uh we'll see how that goes too hopefully that'll bring some more money into this town versus just um stabilizing you know those who have a lot of money we need to start stabilizing those who don't have that much money and definitely need to get out of this funk for sure Taos is is in a funk you know there's there's not very many restaurants there's nowhere to shop for clothes except for Walmart Walmart's the only place that you could buy basically any necessity you know and um you know they want to keep people in Taos then you you gotta provide these things you know not all of us can afford uh $200 blouse you know what I mean and but we don't want something cheap like Walmart we want something a little in between you know so that was Bell's for years we had that at least you know and that was some place that you could go but now we don't even have that so definitely you know we there I hope this new mayor that comes in like I said I'm pretty sure it's going to be a change I just I feel a change um hopefully the whoever the good candidate is comes in as the best candidate possible and we have somebody who actually you know um, cares about Taos people and people who are uh, generations that have been here, you know, and people who have lived here all their life and not just to the new crowds. You know, we need we need a, de- a detox center. We need um, more of our roads fixed. We need more um, new material for the schools and upgrades on the schools because, God, I mean, if you guys walked into our schools, they're literally the same exact thing from when I went to school there or for when my husband went to school there. And they're they're starting to show it, you know, they're starting to show their age. And so there's a lot of things that need to change. And like I said, you know, hopefully with this new one, it will. And so this was my little commentary for the day. You know, I'm definitely going to have more opinions and all that. And let's see who I get to interview tomorrow. If not, I will tell you, a guess, a story about my life is what it'll be. You know, I'll come in and I'll... uh maybe talk about how uh, being a female tattoo artist was in this town, how I started, you know, and um, how things are now. And then, like I said, I'm bringing in a new apprentice here pretty soon, so that'll be really fun. He's a local guy from here in Taos that everybody knows, so that's going to be really fun. And maybe we'll even try to start, like, a YouTube kind of channel and stuff like that now, too, that I have somebody there with me who can help me record these things and do these things. So, yeah, it'll be really fun. But, you know, thank you guys for listening in today. You know, I had my little bit of spooky stories. I had my little bit of commentary on there, you know, just kind of talking about, Taos, you know, and stuff. And like I said, you know, with um, the way rentals are, you know, no less than 
eight years ago, nine years ago, you could find a place for $500. Now you can never find them, you know? And so I think definitely, you know, people get up and start, you know, go vote. You know what I mean? I know I definitely am going to probably vote in this one, although I typically don't, you know, this is one I feel we just, we need something, something needs to change in Taos, you know, definitely something. So you guys have an awesome day though. And uh, I should say evening at this point, and I will talk to you guys on the next one. Have a wonderful evening. This was Enchantment Radio.